with authority. Aloha! Welcome to the Most Muscles and Show in Barry Sports. This is ABC7 Sports with authority. We're back again, and we have a huge star with us today. The man who finished third in American League MVP voting. A man on the rise. Marcus Semien. Everybody's thinking about football and the Super Bowl. He's a huge 49ers fan, even though he plays on the other side of the bay for the A's. And so, I mean, he's got so much going on. He's got two little ones. Uh, he's also in a contract year. Uh, a couple questions about Maybe sign trash stealing. Cans and uh, trash sign yeah. stealing. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, is that a fastball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, good. I mean, what a, what a wonderful family. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get a surprise appearance at the end of this podcast, so stay to the very yes. end and absolutely check out Marcus. Ace Fan Fest business is about to pick up for him coming up here real soon. No doubt. So it was great for him to spend a few minutes with us before he gets out and gets back to baseball activities. Fan Fest spring training. Next thing you know, the season's going to be here, and he's going to be back at it having a huge contract year. Yes. Let's get to it. Marcus Simeon. You were third in MVP voting. You had a great year last year. I know that you're probably chomping at the bit to get back on the field, but as a family man, too, are you kind of savoring these last few days before baseball really fires back up? Yeah, I think so. You know, um, the offseason, it it has different sections to it. The first three weeks are resting. Uh, Then you start to weight lift. Then you start to hit. And now we're taking ground balls and doing on-field activity. And you feel like you're getting closer and closer to spring. But um, it's nice for me to have my family to come with me to Arizona. And um, we'll we'll still be spending a lot of time together, just, you know, a little bit more busy for me. Do the kids, are they able to recognize Daddy on the TV when you're playing? Do you you get those reports back from home? Definitely my oldest. uh, He he loves watching us play. And they come to a lot of games. So they, they sit in the stands and watch us. And then, of course, when we go on the road, um, you know, he, he can do all of our batting stances, and he, he's locked nice. in. So he's, he's really starting off at a young age, but it's it's nice as a father to see that. How old is he? My oldest is three, and then my, my youngest is 19 months. Wow. So two kids, three or under. You're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right in the midst of it. Uh, I remember those days. Um, but at least you're past the sleepless night portion of the program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're doing great, and you know, either way, regardless, it's a blessing to you know to be raising them. And hey, there's going to be those nights when you you know when they're younger where you don't get enough sleep, but that doesn't matter. You still have to show up and play and perform, and you know, that's what I try and focus on. No question. Uh, so, a lot of people may not know the backstory, but you know, it's it's got to be pretty special for you because there's not that many guys in professional sports that are homegrown athletes and get to play for one of the teams that they used to watch every day as a kid. Yeah, no, it's it's special. You know, there's we've got a couple of those guys on the team. You know, myself, Stephen Piscotti, Mark Canna, who we've grown up here in the Bay Area, even our manager, Bob Melvin. So it's nice to be close to home and familiar with, you know, where you play. For a lot of guys who come into Oakland, it's a little bit different from, you know, maybe where they've grown up and, um, that's just another thing they need to worry about is adjusting. But for us guys, we don't have to adjust. We already know what it's like. 
Yeah, Casey is a, is a super A's fan. I always give him a hard time. I'm joking with him about it because he grew up with the A's. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna ask you all these A's fan questions and stuff. Where I'm gonna be more. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go you know for the jugular here on some of these. So <laughs> you just let me know if it's too early on this. But if the questions become too hard, can you buzz one for yes or buzz two for no? Is that too soon? Yeah, or hit the trash can. <laughs> one, one, one is fastball. Two is curve. If if you're, it's a question you're not, ex, you're not expecting it. Just hit two for curve, and you're like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if I want to go there. But what, what's your yeah. thought about this whole thing? Well, I mean, it's it's a tough situation, and it's I think MLB, you know, they did what they needed to do. Um, but as, as we compete against these guys, you know, you just think, wow, these guys are really, really good. And they're they're beating they're beating us up, but I think at the the end of the season we started to you know change up our signs and just be more cautious and we played well against them and that's what we need to do against all teams because that's the landscape. Um, but we you know all I know is we play the game the right way and we're focused on getting better at that. And if we worry about all the other things, then you know we're not going to play as well. Now, Mike Fires, had he not spoken up, I think none of this would have come out because reports had come out and MLB didn't do much on it. But, I mean, what do you think about Mike Fires and putting his name on it and the bravery that took and maybe how he's being unnecessarily dumped on because I see a lot of people supporting him. I see a lot of people upset. So how do you kind of support him? Have you talked to him at all throughout this? Yeah, I mean, the thing that not a lot of people realize is that the media came to him first. He didn't just come out and, you know, say, hey, let let me say this. But he's a guy who's not afraid to put his name on it. He, you know, they asked him what they asked him, and he answered it. And he's in Oakland A, and we compete against them all the time. And maybe it was something that was, you know, deeply on his mind. And I have no problem with that. Uh, of course, as his teammate, I support him. Um, and I, when I see negativity towards, you know, him from other players in our, you know, brotherhood, I, you know, it's kind of makes me mad but that's you know i'm his teammate and i feel bad for him and he's gonna go out and have a great year despite all this because he's a strong-minded guy okay just for the layman um because if i told you ahead of time or you know a second before the pitch was coming fastball curveball cutter split how much more of an advantage with, like, how many more homers could you possibly hit? Because you, you hit a ton of homers. But, I mean, how much of an advantage would that really give you in that in that split second to know, okay, I'm looking at this. Because, you know, Mariano Rivera, you know, everybody knew he was throwing the cutter, and, and they still couldn't hit it. Um, so, I, I don't know. Just you, you tell me what, you know, if you could quantify how much more of an advantage that would be. Definitely. I think that... You know, a lot of times we work hard to try and find if a guy is tipping pitches, like with his glove or with his timing or just something looks different. And you use that to your advantage because if you know how to hit a fastball the right way and you know that it's coming, that's what we practice every day. So the result, could you could hit that ball pretty hard. Um, for off speed, of course, if you know it's coming, then you set your sights higher and you, you, you look for that breaking ball up in the zone because it's going to come down. So it is an advantage, but that's what we work on every day. Um, and then you look, you do your homework, and you try and find trends, and you, you do it that way, and that's what we do in Oakland. 
Now, I'm going to make the hard transition here, but you're about to have an opportunity to get back together with all your teammates, get back in front of the fans. you got Fan Fest coming up Saturday, Jack London Square. I mean, how excited are you just to be around the guys again, around the fans again? Yeah, it's it's great. I always look forward to it, just um, spending time with teammates. You know, the off season, you know, it's a long time, and you you spend so much time with them during the season. You get to know them. You get to know their families, and it's nice to have Fan Fest to catch up a little bit before we get into spring training. And for the fans, I'm excited to, you know, see them. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the excitement because we've won 97 games two years in a row. I'm sure they're expecting more. Uh, with us bringing back the same team and better pitching. Now, how great is that venue? I know you're an East Bay guy, so Jack London Square, just getting everybody out there, I've seen it. It's beautiful. I mean, how amazing is that? And maybe how nice would it be to see a stadium there at some point? The area is great. Um, so our front office, they built a you know their offices over there, mm-hmm. you know, expecting to have the stadium over there right down the the boardwalk I guess you could call it and you know I really see a bright future if this stadium gets done for for the city and the community and the Oakland A's just you know with revenue coming in it's going to help them that's what they need is the local revenue and you know it's going to cost you know whatever it costs to build the stadium but it will definitely pay off. I know we're going to get back into football in a little bit but with the Raiders leaving and impacting that area are you guys going to get that nice locker room because they got a much bigger area than your clubhouse presently. Have you heard anything about that? I think that's the plan. You know, I, I talked to David earlier, David Force, our GM, earlier in the off season, and that's what they're planning to do. Nice. Uh, they're just waiting for confirmation, of course, from the Raiders that they're they're going to Vegas for sure. Which I think everybody knows that, but they just want to make sure it's set in stone, and then they can get to work on that. I know you were a big Barry Bonds fan growing up. If you get the larger locker room, you're going to go a leather uh, leather chair right next to your locker. <laughs> is that is that what he had? Oh yeah, he no, had, like, he had two a, lockers, he had a, he, a big leather. chair. Yeah, you got to yeah. go leather chair. We could get order up like green and gold upholstery for the leather chair. Just I think Barry had a, a black leather chair. They didn't customize it uh, with Giants colors yeah, at the time. Yeah, I think the people at the biggest lockers would probably be Marcus and then Voos because Voos. Boost gets all that space, man. Boost deserves all. Well, that. he's been there a, a thousand years. He needs uh, somewhere to smoke his cigars too. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, let's go on the field for a second here, because, um, and I'm just like going to be like like dead honest about it, right? In the beginning, uh, it was hard, right? When you first got here, and I remember seeing Ron Washington, who was then one of the assistant coaches for the A's. You guys would be out like hours and hours before the game and you'd be fielding ground balls and he'd be throwing I mean it's just like every single day and and you went from a guy who struggled in the field to you know a well above average how did you make that transformation and especially when you know guys are you know there's a perception of you you've changed it so dramatically what was that whole process like because that was not just like a snap of a finger and okay now I'm tremendous yeah, I think you said it right there, that just the work every day that we did, uh, the work every day that I continue to do builds confidence. And for all young infielders, it takes more reps and more game experience every day to, you know, to have something click and to have something that you can go to on each and every ball that you get. But it, the only way to do that is to put in the work and to, to figure it out, figure out how your body works, 
um, figure out what your coach is telling you in a way that you can use it for your own body, for your own mind. So that, that took me a while, uh, the first couple of years, but I feel good right now. So I want to draw the parallel because you're a 49ers fan, and I don't know if you followed the Raheem Mostert story uh, because he obviously exploded in the NFC Championship game for 220 yards and four touchdowns. But previously he was cut by six other teams, and the last time he was cut by the Browns, and uh, he was ready to give up football. He was just like done, and it was his wife who said – no, no, no. This is this is your love. This is your passion. If you really want to pursue this, you you know you can't give up. Did you ever run into those moments? And and you and your wife have been together, I think, since like Cal when she's playing volleyball. Were there ever times where you were just so frustrated and you thought, I, I, I just can't field any more ground balls. I'm just so tired of this. Uh, for me, no. It was, um, but you're right. That family support. Um, you know, I saw he has a little one as well. Just people that you, know, you want to do well for. And you know, for me, after that first year, we we had our our oldest. Um, and it's just more. It's even more motivation for you. You have somebody. It's not all about you anymore. You're playing for your family. You're playing for you know your little ones. And it it really for me it really clicked and um, made me want to work more made me want to work harder. I always thought I had a good work ethic, but I found like I I felt like I I brought it to another level once you know we had our first and got married and stuff. So it's I I'm happy for Raheem. You know, that was amazing to watch that game. I've seen it all season from him. They have such a deep group that he doesn't get all the carries, but you know, with the injuries and stuff, it was great to see him have a tremendous game. Now, I know the A's Twitter account often refers to you as Twitterless Marcus. Why do you <laughs> hate social media? What do you have against fake outrage at all times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it is just the, you know, negativity from people, you know, whether you do good or bad. I, I like to, you know, just, just focus on the game. And for me, I feel like at this time in my career, to the, the social media part would only be a distraction for me. Uh, I know there's a lot of positives to it uh, with the community, and but I kind of I kind of use, use the A's for that part, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's just the way I do it right now. Yeah, I know you're really active in the community, and I also saw that the A's when they're doing fan fest, they're going to ask people to bring food donations and things like that. I'm not sure how up to speed you are on that, but how much pride do you take in your community efforts in addition to what you're doing on the field? Definitely. I, I take a lot of pride in that just because this is, you know, this is the place that I grew up. But regardless is regardless of if I grew up here or not, I feel like it's important for players who play in a particular city to get in their community because you are the role model for these young kids in that community and even around the country. Um, but it's important. You know, I feel like in this community in Oakland, especially in the inner cities, not a lot of kids are playing baseball. And until they see somebody, especially somebody who may look like them a little bit more, uh, doing it, you know, they they may they may pick a different sport if if someone doesn't. Interesting. Can we talk about the business side a little bit? Because uh, uh, you, you're an impending free agent, right? You have one more year left. Uh, you think about that, and does that put any more pressure on you, knowing that there's money on the table? You know, 
especially this season. I mean, if you put up the numbers you put up like last year, um, well, the next time we call for a podcast, you probably blow us off. But uh, <laughs> you probably say, "No, no, I ain't do, I'm not doing that low rent podcast anymore. I'm going to wait for Scott Van Pelt." Um, no, I mean, I really just focus on what I did to make the improvements on the field. And if you, for me, if you think about the other things that go along with, you know, playing well, you're not going to play as well. You just need to focus on the game and the adjustments I made to, you know, walk more and to, to hit the ball harder and to play better defense. That's the only thing I'm thinking about and everything else will fall into place. Now, I sense everybody always says, like, I want to play with this team for life. I want to be here forever. But I sense it means more to you to be in Oakland A based on where you grew up and, and really seeing the rise of this team coinciding with your success as a major leaguer. So, I mean, obviously, if the the money's right, you'd be happy to stay here, right? Yeah, I think for a lot of players, um, they're a lot more comfortable in the place that they've been playing, especially for me. It's been, this will be six years. And you, you get into a certain routine in the Coliseum and you just you feel the rhythm of game day, you know, you, you just understand it better. And I've seen a lot of players go to other places and, you know, regardless of if our stadium, it is what it is. It's not the best stadium in the in the league. Uh, we don't have the best facilities, but in terms of the group and the the way people work and the way that our team gets along, it's one of the best in baseball. Guys who've left our team have come back when we, and when they play us and they, they've said, hey, it's, it's crazy how different it is leaving Oakland. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I think that the group that we have now with, with Chapman, Olsen, Loriano, Piscotti, Canna, um, from the position player standpoint, it's one of the best in baseball. And if, if you're talking about wanting to win a World Series, I think this is the, the group to do it with. Yeah, and the young pitching you guys have. I mean, that rotation is going to be amazing for years to come. How nice is it to play behind someone like like Jesus Lazardo, who's really coming into his own now? Yeah, it's great. And when you're playing behind a guy who's throwing that hard with that much movement, it's fun. It's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And of course, you want to make every play behind all your pitchers, but it's it keeps you more on your toes. Our guys have electric stuff, and it's fun to play behind, and it really gets you going. So we should tell them about the bet we made last year because when you, you mentioned oh, yeah. Lazardo, we'll do that before we get to Super Bowl. And then we'll yeah. Let him go, so. so we made a bet just for fun last year because Casey loves the A's so much, and <laughs> just for the hell of it, I said I'll take the Giants, you take the A's, and you give me fifteen wins, right? So oh, it wow. it was neck and neck. Now the the, the problem was what we were wagering. Um, he had already owed me a foot-long sub, so we doubled the bet. But the, the wrinkle was the loser has to eat two foot-long subs. So oh at one time, yeah, it was kind of uh, like a Joey Chestnut challenge here of how much. Anyway, so it was, you know, the Giants were hanging around and hanging around. And all he would be talking about is just wait until the, the all the pitchers get healthy in the wait last till puck, wait, wait, till just, Lizardo, just wait till Lazardo just wait till Lazardo and all that's all I heard for <laughs> like them all year. 3 4 months yeah. and then at the end it's like you guys went <laughs> and the giants went <laughs> yes yes and uh yeah I think that we take off the last two years we've taken off in the second half um, when a lot of teams may fall off just because it's a long season and but we always seem to start off slow I don't for whatever reason and one after the break 
happens. You know, we get more reinforcements and guys start figuring out their swings. And, um, you know, we, we took off last year. I'm sorry you lost that one. Yeah, yeah no, that you, was nice, though. I brought Joey Chestnut in here to eat with you. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was very nice that was of him. Your, but, you know, you personally kind of killed me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how many, how many home runs did he hit? How many did he hit? Blame the Giants. What did, he hit, what did he hit last year? How many home runs? Dude, well, how many did you hit last year? Give me. You, 33. You were third, third yeah. Voting, so. It was, it, it, I mean, we have a score to settle now. <laughs> now, now, it's, now it's personal. Because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still getting the aftertaste from the, the, those we'll subs. Do we'll do it again this year, and you'll, we'll take him out again this year. Are, yeah, are you going to do that again? Yeah, no! Absolutely. No! Absolutely. No! Absolutely. I'm uh, taking the Dodgers this year. All right, from eating, uh, eating, uh, champions, <laughs> from eating champions to Super Bowl champions, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. We're going to be in Miami all week. Uh, what is your pick? I know you're 49ers fans, so can you give us an unbiased opinion on this game against the Chiefs? Who are you going with? Uh, well, I'm going with the Niners, but I think that they have to find a way to stop Tyreek Hill. I think that, um, you know, speed kills, and they have the quarterback to throw it right under him. He can run faster than anybody, and Mahomes can throw it f- further than anybody. So they're going to have to f- get creative there and kind of make them beat. You know, they're going to have to make them run the ball somehow. I think that's going to be, you know, the key. Um but I like the Niners' offense. The run game's good. They have that advantage because Kansas City's defense is a little down. Where are you going to be watching the game? Do you have a party plan or anything like that? Uh, I think – I don't know yet. We're still trying to figure that out. But, um, you know, we'll be – I'm definitely not going to Miami like you guys, but we'll be <laughs> watching it somewhere else. We won't be having any fun, don't worry. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll. I see some <laughs> presents on the counter behind you. I don't know if, if those are your wife's or your, or your kid's. But I, I thought it would be fun. Uh, who's who's the better athlete in the family? Because she played high level volleyball at Cal. You're obviously not a slouch yourself. Is that ever? Are you guys competitive at all, or or how's that go? No, I mean I I tell people that every time they ask uh, that she Tara was the is the better athlete in the family. And she's right here laughing now. Well, we get her in. Let's get her in the shot. Get her in the shot. Let, where, where's Tara? Let her, let her brag a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Hello. Oh, she can't hear. No, if you if you take one out, one it should earbud, still work. Give her one earbud. There you go. Yeah. Hello. Hi. I, 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 can you hear us? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Larry and Casey. So it's great Hello. because now you, forever you have it on tape that you're the superior athlete. Over, over he's a guy a who, good husband. over, uh, <laughs> well, he's a smart husband, also. Yeah, you know, you get the, get that on tape so you can run it back. But uh, from your perspective, just how has this journey been? Um, you know, it, it can be hard being married to a, a professional athlete. So, yeah. and, and you being an athlete yourself, you know the the physical demands, the mental demands. What's the journey been like for you? And that to see him succeed the the way he has the past couple years. Yeah, I think you know, kind of like what you said, like because I am an athlete, I know the rigors and the the work it takes to be where he's at. So when he has a full day of training, when he, you know, has treatment, whatever it is, I've been there. So I understand that and I'm able to relate to him and not necessarily really talking about the game of baseball, but how we approach sports mentally in general. So I think that's where we connect a lot. Also, like if he's having a rough game or 
or if he has a good game, bad game, whatever it is, like I said, we're able to approach we're able to approach him, his career and how he approaches um, baseball just like in a, in a in a way that I think you couldn't connect if I didn't play and have the same type of path that he had. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Our kids absolutely love baseball, which makes it so easy to start and be in, you know, what, eight months, eight months of baseball. Yeah. So we're, we're super excited. We're so proud of him. And, yeah, it's been a blessing. That's awesome. And you could probably still out-jump him, right? Like, you know, ver- <laughs> yeah, vertical? A vertical? Maybe when I was in college, I could touch well, the she, rim. She's but... taller She's taller than me, too, with yeah. longer arms. So you got to remember that, too. Yeah. That's... No, I mean, what, I've got, like, two inches? An inch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're super proud of him. All you guys need to do is Google Tara Murray and look at her cow stuff and professional volleyball and you'll 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 know why i say that but nice she, that's awesome i'll but, pull a clip and we'll throw it on right at the end of this interview exactly so everybody can see it if watching. <laughs> exactly oh gosh, thank you so much thank yeah. you both for yeah. joining us yeah no we're sorry that baseball is going to take marcus away from yeah for the next many months where, where are the kids who's, who's watching the kids they're sleeping. They're upstairs. Oh, oh, no, yeah, oh we gotta be quiet. Really we gotta be quiet. <laughs> We're too loud. I'm too loud. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks so much. Yeah. You know, we, you know we, great. it's great that we got both of you because we didn't know that you were lurking in the background there. I, I was. Yeah. That's, I was like, should I go do my workout right now or should I just lurk? So I lurked. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, we should ask. What's 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 your workout like? Uh, well, the knees have taken a beating over the years, oh, I so bet, I, I bet. keep it to more circuit training and um, bike. Nice. That's so. excellent. So we, we got a thing that we're doing here in the sports department. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's the plank contest. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yes. So uh, unfortunately, Casey had the brilliant idea of adding five seconds to the plank every day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what are you at now? Three minutes. We're only up to three, but we're, we're, wow. we just started awesome. like two weeks ago. So. But the problem is in two months, it's going to be, I don't we're know, we're going to be like an hour and a half by the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how's that? Consistency is key. We did that actually my junior year of college. We did a 12-minute plank. Whoa. A 12-minute oh, plank? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you wouldn't ask me to do that right now, no. But a couple of years ago, yeah, we were doing 12-minute planks. We could switch. We could go from the left to the right. Okay. Okay. You can do well, so, yeah, a side plank. Marcus, what's, yeah, what's your best really plank cool. time? We got to throw it down right now. Well, I'm, I'm not even measuring it like you guys. But now I need to start getting above three minutes. When obviously. When we finish this no. interview, we'll go. We'll don't change a thing. Oh, just do no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Probably just well, keep hitting home runs. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, never forget my idea. <laughs> that was so dumb. Oh, this is awesome. That was a great time. Thank you for the time, guys. Both. Of course. Thank you, guys. Yeah. For having us, and we'll. You know, have fun in Miami. I don't know if I'll see you guys at FanFest, but thank you for all the questions, and I appreciate the – even with the Astro stuff, like we're happy to answer that stuff in the best way we can. But yeah, just know that we're focused on ourselves and what we need to do to beat those guys. And all that stuff is in the past, and, you know, whatever happened, happened. But we want to beat them and win the division, and it's going to take a little bit more um, – you know, we have to be careful with our signs and this and that, but we need to play the game and, and still roll out there and beat them. So we'll see what happens. Well, respect, I appreciate respect. Yeah, I yeah, know. And I appreciate your, your willingness to, you know, hey, you, you guys didn't do anything wrong, but it's just it's an uncomfortable subject for everybody, I think, associated with Major League Baseball. And so it's just one of those things. Um, 
you know, hopefully everybody gets past it and, and the game can be policed in a way where it's not an issue and we know it's a, it's a level playing field. So I do appreciate your time. And, you know, like I said, it, you know, you had the option of, you know, like blink once if you don't want to answer or blink twice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You can keep that going. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. We'll have see you during day. the season. Bye-bye. Hey, your children have very long naps for you. Yeah. Thank, you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. So, again, we want to thank Marcus and his wife. What jumped out to you about that, that whole interview? I just thought it was really fun to have Tara join us. I didn't know she was there, and it was funny just to bring her in at the end, let her brag a little bit, talk about her athletic days. And honestly, man, I mean, it's really tough when you're the wife of a professional baseball player to lose your husband sure. for like eight months out of the year. So it's good for them that they're going to be able to, you know, go to Arizona get spring training training underway and you know check out the games but yeah she she might be the better athlete and she does all the hard work believe me yeah i think some of my family members would welcome an eight-month departure (laughs) like yeah that's okay just the checks will keep coming the money oh yeah your tuition will still get paid yeah all right we'll see you in eight months that's that's you yeah no that is we're gonna give our families a break (laughs) for the next week we're going to miami for the super bowl 49ers chiefs uh, you'll be seeing us all over the place all week out there. And, and a 12-minute plank. That's what we're going to do. Eventually. We're going to do that. We'll yeah. see. Not, we, we, our backs might break in half No by time soon. No time soon. So tell everybody how they can enjoy more of the With Authority Podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're on... We're on... YouTube, we're on the web, abc7news.com slash with authority. We are everywhere. Uh, I, I almost forgot because I have so many things to list. What is it? Rate, review, subscribe, or rate, subscribe, rate, rev- review? How does yeah, it, all that wait. stuff. Just do everything. Just do everything. Click every button. This is the on number. The thing and we're, looking, we're looking five for stars. five. Five stars. Five. Five. That's all you need to know. All right. Five dollar foot long for Larry Beal. <laughs> we're not doing that bad again. <laughs> Aloha! With authority.